Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the Internet Talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs and, in this case, artificial technology or our authentic technology, depending on how you look at it. I am your host. Our, our guests are here to share their value with you. I'm your host, Michael Brooks, and Max is here. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Gonna yes. Good one. Hot topic. Yes. Hot topic. We yeah. love this topic. Matthew, yeah. he is the uh, grand priest of AI prophets. He sherpas them and shepherds them onto uh, developing what will surely kill us all one day. And we are looking forward to our impending guests. Uh, Matthew, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Brooks, for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. So to begin, uh, I'll start with how I got here in the first place, how I came to represent some of the world's most famous minds in the field of artificial intelligence. It started actually from a chance encounter that I had uh, on an airplane. And I recognized someone uh, who was featured on the theoretical physicist Michio Kaku show. This is about 10 years ago. And Michio Kaku had this show called Sci-Fi Science, in which he would interview different people across uh, different fields about the way their technologies playing out in that particular field will lend itself to sci-fi science, things of the future. One of those specific applications was artificial intelligence. And at the time, Misho Kaku interviewed this individual named Ben Gortzel, who at the time was already famous enough to land himself an interview on Misho Kaku's show, though uh, his his fame and his celebrity, so to speak, has since you know massively exploded since then. He's very well known within the uh, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, AI space, blockchain space. And uh, upon entering the plane, I recognized him because Ben has a very uh, unique intonation. He has a unique so appearance. Yeah. Uh, coach or business class? Just wondering. <laughs> At the time, <laughs> coach. Yeah. Though I, you're I'm both, pretty sure Ben is very far coach, from coach. Was he in business class and you were in coach? No, he we... he was in coach. He was right there next to me. It was a small, like little connection flight, like only from San Francisco to Irvine. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, long story short, he. Well, then you're San Francisco to Irvine. So that's that Southwest. You were both flying Southwest, weren't you? Southwest. That's right. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I've done that flight. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you know your airlines. I yeah. I know my. I know the <laughs> Santa Ana Airport very well. Good old John yeah. Wayne. So let's go. Yeah. So uh, Ben, in conversation, you know, with him, he could tell that I had this genuine interest and this passion for the field of artificial intelligence. And at the time, Ben was serving on the board of the now most famous humanoid robotics company, Hanson Robotics, uh, the creators of Sophia the Robot. And uh, after you know leaving that plane ride, Ben would frequently bring me up in uh, board meetings as someone who when they were ready to commercialize Sophia as a product, 
and start getting her in front of more audiences and start charging for that experience that Ben knew a guy who he thinks would be really good at conveying the value of having a humanoid robot speak to their audiences about like the, uh, you know, the unique aspects of artificial intelligence, especially embodied AI. And uh, so when Ben, uh, ben brought, would bring me up in these uh, meetings, I got a phone call eventually from the founder of Hanson Robotics, David Hanson. And ever since then, uh, I've been the primary person who has been responsible. This is, uh, you know, seven years ago now, who has been, who is responsible for all of Sophia's appearances globally. So anytime you see Sophia the robot appearing at an event, it's likely uh, I was the person behind uh, that experience. Yeah. Yeah. What would it cost to get her on a podcast? Uh, we would work out some sort of benefit, uh, you know, mutually beneficial. I, I, I can't say really, exactly because it's up like to board to of you. Yeah. I'd love to get her on the podcast and talk about, yeah, we, we could absolutely arrange it. It's not even a question. I'll be happy to uh, do it. Max, right. To be, oh, yeah, we're we're sure. going to follow up on that. Cause that's going to be, be a great podcast. I'm the person to, to talk to. I think it'll be a great experience. Matthew, I'm not sure that you're not artificial intelligence. The, 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 I actually we're... am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I find you authentic. So let's keep going. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, so from this experience, from working with Sophia, she has been the recipient of some of the most prestigious uh, invitations around the world. I've arranged for appearances of Sophia in nearly 100 countries at this point. And uh, the caliber of the events in which she gets uh, invited to are literally the, uh, at the top that you can receive. And so I found myself in this really unique position over time, uh, you know, as I as I did this for a couple of years, where I had this client base of these really top tier conference organizers, large scale events happening all around the world. And more often than not, Sophia was not alone on the stages she was appearing. She was usually giving presentations right alongside other individuals who have been invited to those same stages who have made significant contributions to the field of artificial intelligence. And so I said, I need to do something with this network that I've developed. And so it was from there in which I had this idea to create the company in which I I own now, Profits of AI, which is a collection all under one roof of the most uh, you know, the preeminent minds in artificial intelligence across all sorts of applications. And from my, uh, one of the insights, one of the more unique insights I've gathered from this is that, you know, at this point, I represent almost 30 different individuals is that you can represent people, you know, almost 30 uh, individuals at this point, And no one uh, person, no two people will speak to the same uh, way artificial intelligence applies uh, within their field. It's so varied. It's it, it's it's in everything, really. And each of these speakers are unique, and they can present on uh, the way artificial intelligence shows up in their industry, in their field, their specialty. So that's, that's fascinating. You're representing not only Sophia, the most prominent figure, I would say, of artificial intelligence, except for maybe like the whole, um, uh, like the ChatGPT founder and all that stuff. The the most well, certainly embodied AI. AI. Embodied AI. There is no one. There's, she's it. The the most prominent 
and the most recognizable embodied AI, and then also some of the greatest, 30 of the greatest thinkers in AI. So collecting yes. your understanding, I'm sure you have some amazing conversations. And we, we talk about it all the time. We staff AI developers. It's AI or die. It is, you, yes. you're, you're, and it doesn't mean that all the jobs are going to go away. That'd be nice. It's not going to happen. What it is is people are going to have to shift their learning like calculators just happened, right? Cars just happened. Precisely. Uh, like it is just a, it's, it's another, it, the internet just happened. It is going to be one of the most, if not the most significant thing to occur since the internet and maybe crypto, maybe, I don't know. People seem to forget about crypto when you bring in AI. That's um, true. So, so what, what would you say the, someone who's, you know, the, uh, trying to achieve in this world, uh, recognizing the awesome power and also the awesome and urgent power of this collective technology of this of this collective thinking. What can they do? A couple of things to implement AI into their business and their lives that is going to be a necessity. And how should they be thinking in the future about AI and their business? I think that it's very easy for most people to certainly individuals who have not uh, had any direct encounter with artificial intelligence. That's kind of the unique thing about this past year, especially, is that artificial intelligence has never been louder. It's because of this advent of this uh, uh, generative AI is showing up in so many unique ways that weren't really uh, possible before. And its applications in business is becoming more and more apparent that individuals who in the past maybe uh, could have, you know, just sworn it off as it as maybe something that isn't going to be relevant or affect their industry specifically. That is probably very likely untrue. And I would encourage anyone to investigate. You know, just maybe even just doing quick Google searches of how how is artificial intelligence showing up in my industry, and what and then it's it will be a learning experience, especially if you've never even. Uh, conceptualize how this is going to play out in your field specifically. And that should help you prepare, uh, at least become acquainted with some of the terminology and uh, thinking that surrounds your industry. You can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, give me 10 ideas about how I can implement AI into my business. Or even more so say, what information do you need from me to, to, to give me an implementation plan for AI in my in my business or my software, and then it will tell you what it needs to know. Uh, most people they they're like, oh, I want to tell ChatGPT to do something, but really what it is is it starts a dialogue, and then Precisely. as you understand that dialogue, like it's it's talking with you and it's gathering stuff. It's going, okay, okay, here you go. All right, all right. Well, you got to think about this, but here, let's go with this. And it's Precisely. spooky when you start yeah. dialoguing and you're like, wow you are so much better than my therapist, right? Like you, <laughs> you got, Well, uh, artificial that's intelligence more. therapist is may very likely be a real application in, in the future. Write me a, now write me a poem about how happy my life is. And it's like, <laughs> and it knows you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I mean, uh, I think that point specifically, it knows you is really powerful. And it's especially pertinent right now. It, it's so much so that Bill Gates recently came out with this article trying to really drive home this point. 
that we are heading into an era which is completely different than anything that we've experienced before. The era of artificial intelligent agents, entities that exist that really actually know you, that know so much about your preferences, where you're heading to, the things that you enjoy, the things that you prioritize, and as far as how you structure your day. And this uh, this represents really just a, a paradigm shift in the way that we will function in the world, the way that we're going to go uh, spend our time with loved ones, with our family. Uh, everything is going to change in the next coming years. Absolutely. How? Like what? What well, changes can we at least prepare for that are going to be like the next steps? You can you can imagine how different your life would be if you have an artificial intelligence system that is hooked up to nearly every aspect of your life, your banking information, at least your credit cards, and can make purchases just by talking to it. So it can have real-time access to flight information. I want, hey, I'm planning on uh, making a trip to, you know, to any given country. Please find the best flights, book them for me, and make a couple reservations at these restaurants while you're at it. All this just by speaking to your AI agent. This capability is not far off in, in, in the future. And so that is just one very narrow example. You can apply the same kind of thinking towards so many different uh, applications. And really, uh, it, we find ourselves in a world that looks not too different from the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix, if if you know, I'm sure many of your viewers uh, have seen. Great movie. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. a great actor. So how are you helping people right now prepare for this and get on the forefront? Are you just uh, bringing Sophie over there and making introductions? Like, what are you what are you doing to prepare the world? And how are people working with you right now to really to really tap into your intelligence and uh, the intelligence of the the people you represent and um, and use that for for what they're trying to accomplish. I've through my work with Sophia, I have seen witnessed firsthand on countless different occasions the mesmeric effect that engaging with a sufficiently advanced artificial intelligence system, especially AI that brings this other aspect to it, or embodied AI that brings this other engaging aspect to it, but just conversing with an AI system in a meaningful way, I've seen like the epiphanies happen, the lights go off in people okay, where tell, they can start me, to tell see. Me about, tell me about one epiphany. How have you engaged with AI in a meaningful way that it provided you with something that was a meaningful change in your life? So uh, very easy. Uh, I have a real example that happened not too long ago in which I found myself at kind of this uh, dilemma where I was in at the bedside of a, of a dying man, someone who I had basically grown up with and who is since diagnosed with terminal cancer and he was on his deathbed. And I just with the emotions and I really did not know uh, what to do or say in this occasion. And I elicited the help of uh, a large language model in order to do so. And uh, and the feedback that I got was like so remarkable. It was amazing. And 
it a lot it opened up an avenue of conversation that I wouldn't have otherwise arrived at that helped color and put into context the most memorable experiences that I had with that individual and the way to convey this in a way that they we could both mutually reflect on in a meaningful way. So you you were sitting at the bedside of a dying man and yep. you you reached out to AI to figure out how to best um, connect with that person before he met his eternity. Precisely. And it and AI passed, helped it, you, it, it helped you helped you deal with like it's it wasn't like you went and read Shakespeare and Hamlet like you this is this is uh, uh th this is a AI helped ease that transition for you. Absolutely. And it helped both of us uh, connect uh, and reflect back on some of our most cherished moments together. Surprisingly beautiful. Yeah, I know. And that is uh, just one example of just how AI can be used in very real ways. Honestly, the last thing I would have expected to hear. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. I have to say, wow, Matthew, that is uh, very, very interesting, very exciting. Um, thank you for being on here. Thank you for being on of our course. show, on the Scaling Edge, and sharing your sharing your story with us. Uh, we look forward to having Sophie on the show. We, we're going to make that happen, right? Look, Sophie, you want people who were featured on Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential in AI. You have, I, there's just a whole range of really fascinating people I'd love to connect you with and have on the show. We're, we're, we're going to talk. All right. So we're stick around. We're going to have a little chat, but uh, in the meantime, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the scaling edge. Uh, I really, really appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. Thank you Cheers. so much.